0: Back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Looking for a soapbox? Phone lines are open at 367 1240.
1: And we do welcome you back 33 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard A. Bear over at A. Bear's Garden Center. And he is over at A. Bear's Garden Center. So, again, we've got him on the phone. If you've got a question or comment, uh, don't hesitate to email me, TeshMatters at Kane1240.com. Find us on Facebook, a message there at uh, TeshMatters or on Twitter at TeshMatters. Richard, how are you today?
0: Hey, Jeff, good morning. It's a beautiful day.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, beautiful day to be in and about the garden. And uh, the, the shame of your not being here today is I uh, can't see how good looking that mum is still.
0: <laughs> that what? The what?
1: The mum. My mum's
0: Oh, that's right. It's still looking
1: good? Still looking I'm remembering the water. That seems to be the key. Jeff.
0: Jeff, that is that is the that is the biggest factor in 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 causing the mumps to head south fast is lack of water. It doesn't take much. So uh, you're doing good. I'm impressed.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I got a bottle of water sitting right next to it to remind me. To go ahead and water the thing. I I just remember one year, uh, went away for a weekend, came back, and it was dry to the bone, and uh, it it was talking to me uh, in words I can't repeat.
0: (laughs) I, I, I I feel that. You're not alone.
1: There we go. So, uh, what's what's on your mind on a Well, Jeff, Thursday? i will
0: talk a little bit about the uh, the, co- the cold weather we had last night. What was the low the last two nights? 39. I, I 19, s- I've
1: seen it as low as 37. It was definitely 37 okay. today, and I think 37 or 8 yesterday.
0: So, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, maybe future colds, and so because we were get a lot of calls on what to do, and, and really, when it comes to uh, you know th- this kind of weather, you always want to watch for frost. Uh, because there is a potential and, uh, in which case, if you don't want to cover things for frost, as long as you get outside before the sun comes up and that you can't go outside at midnight and water it because then it'll have time to refrost. But if you can go outside, maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the sun comes up and wet it and that takes the frost off and then you won't, you won't have a problem at all. So you don't have to go through all the trouble of covering, um, uh, and so that's a very easy solution the the other issue people were having was uh, we were worried about some of the uh, foliage plants such as the peace lilies and the dracenas and the crotons which a lot of people had purchased crotons and were having trouble well uh, really those you want to protect because that can uh, cold weather can can mess it up but if you really are having an issue in terms of the inability to cover, what you want to do, and this is true with hanging baskets also, anything exposed to the air or wind, you want to get it out of the wind. And it may be something as simple as taking a hanging basket and putting it on the ground. That will go a long way in terms of protecting it from either wind damage or cold damage. Because, you know, remember, the the, the ground has heat to it. So if you put a, a plant that's in the air on the ground, that's going to give you two or three degrees of temperature, just getting it out of the wind. So that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is just group your stuff against the house, uh, and obviously out of the north. But usually the patios, you can kind of maybe take your peonies, take your uh, pea, uh, crotons, and just put them against the house. And like for this this cold we had, that would have been all you need to do. And and, and then the other factor is remember water is an insulator. So a lot of people think the opposite. So oh, I don't want to wet it in case it freezes. That water is going to freeze. Well, it's the opposite. Actually, the water freezing protects the plant. So it is very, very important. Uh, for, for example, we had a bunch of hanging baskets that were in the air. Well, what we did was we immediately put them on the ground and watered them, and they were fine. If we would have left them in the air, not only would the wind would have gotten it, but they would have dried out and been much more susceptible the damage from from cold weather. So once you get everything jammed in a corner, water it really good. The earlier in the day you water it, the better. Meaning that it's always better to water uh, during the day before it gets cold, than late in the evening when it's cold. Uh, and the reason is is because as is the as the temperature drops, the plant will will uh, stop picking up the moisture. And again, moisture is an insulator. So if you water it in during the day, that plant will have a chance to pick up that moisture, and and it'll be much healthier. So really, it wasn't a big deal. We were having people call about the satsumas and the citrus trees, you know, did they need to cover them? And no, temperatures were were not a not an issue at all. And uh, in terms of the trees, so you should have been you should have been fine there. Now, when it comes to the people who plant their fall plants, such as their snapdragons, or their pansies, or their dianthus, or their petunias, not an issue. Again, water, water it in, and that helps it. But other than that, uh, you didn't need to cover it at all. You know, it's possible if you had some vincas, uh, you know, or marigolds from the summer, yeah, uh, covering it would have helped you. But, you know, we're getting toward the end of that anyway and uh really what i what, what i did at my house with the bank, i just watered them in and they did fine. They were kind of protected from the north but they did fine and it really wasn't an issue. But overall i think the uh, everybody looked forward to the temperature. We need some rain, Jeff, but uh, other than that i think the uh, uh we did not have much damage at all from the from the cold weather but a lot of good uh, uh, a lot of people appreciating the uh the temperatures even though it's maybe short lived. It certainly uh, is an indicator that when temperatures get up again, they're not going to maintain the, the, uh, the, you know, we may get into the upper 80s again, but it's not going to be for a long period of time. And, uh, and so I think we're good to go on uh, planning a lot of different things.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, low 80s over the weekend, but by midweek, uh, I think 77, the expected it- high
0: exactly and so i think we're i think we're good to go on on pretty much everything in terms of planning we did get our you know big shipment of pansies in so i think really all your cool season stuff you're you're good to go no rush if you have some pretty vinca or whatever that looks good you still got time to enjoy it and then um and 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 then plant when things hit south usually what happens is things like vinca as temperatures drop and They'll start to yellow up. They may not die because it takes a, a frost or a freeze to kill them, but they'll start looking raggedy, and people will just take them out and, and replant the other stuff. Gotcha. Switching, switching now, Jeff, to vegetables. The biggest e- issue with vegetables have been for the last four to five weeks is, is water. And, and, and the, when I mention water, I'm really talking about is, is getting seeds to germinate. Normally when we plant mustard and turnips, it's very easy, Jeff. You plant mustard and turnips and you wet it uh, in five to seven days, you got it up. But people have been having trouble, and it's simply because the soil is so dry that that I'm telling people now is to water twice a day, which is very unusual for this time of year. But that's what it's going to take to get stuff to germinate until till we get some rain. So you water it once in the morning and once in the evening, and that'll keep the ground moist enough to get these uh seeds to germinate and uh but it's been a challenge i mean a challenge and and again uh must in terms are easy to come up, but I mean people come in and say, man it's just not coming up, and I know exactly what it is uh it's it's that now I remember we talked about in a few uh uh shows ago about covering the uh you know the seeds with a a paper with a uh, wet towel, and that's that's good you take the wet towel i mean you take a towel. Put it on top of the seeds and wet it, and that keeps it damp, and that helps a lot. a lot of people have too big of an area to use a towel, and that's what I'm talking about. Where you're going to have to water it uh, twice to twice a day to get this stuff up. But you still got time to plant. Uh, you know, Jeff, our our, our uh, winters are so mild that literally you can plant you can plant seeds pretty much all winter long. There may be a you know a two a couple weeks in there where temperatures are cold enough that they don't germinate, but but not 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 too long, and so you certainly got another three or four or five weeks to plant uh, all your vegetables and and have time for them to come in before the spring crop. So uh, so you need to plant. You still have time to plant. Gotcha. Switching switching Jeff now to ryegrass. That's uh, everybody's been waiting for the temperature to drop, and it's here. But it's the same problem. We plant. Remember, planting ryegrass is through seeds. And so you know, you plant the seed; it, it it will not germinate till we get some consecutive days of moisture. So if you do plant rye, you can plant it, but it it'll stay there, but it won't germinate till we get some decent moisture. So just keep that in mind, and remember, there's two types of rye grass: there's the dwarf rye, and there's the Gulf annual tall rye. Uh, the dwarf rye is, you know, they use that in lawns. They'll overseed their lawn in terms of they'll actually seed it in the St. Augustine. And uh, and you just overseed it in the St. Augustine, and then you water it in. If you can keep it watered, uh, it'll be up in about seven days. And uh, the basic difference between dwarf rye and the Gulf annual tall rye is obviously the height. Uh, the dwarf rye will stay short, which is really what people want in their lawns because uh, it's a much uh, lower maintenance grass, meaning that you don't have to cut it as often. You know, the Gulf annual rye, once it gets gone, you may have to cut that stuff once a week, whereas the dwarf rye might be once every three or four weeks. So it's a much easier to maintain grass. And again, rye grass is planted uh, in the winter time for people who want lawns that are green and and uh, and just have a good lush lawn all winter along the other uh difference between the dwarf and the uh uh and the tall rye is that the tall rye the seeds will go further meaning there's less seed per square foot in the tall rye than in the dwarf so you need to put the dwarf rye a little heavier and the main reason for that is because the, the seeds and cells or the seedlings themselves are thin rye as opposed to the the uh, tall rye, which is real thick. And so it covers more area. It, when, it, when it sprouts, it, it's thicker in terms of the, the uh, grass itself. So it takes less seed to cover uh, the same area with the tall rye than it is the dwarf. So you got to overseed it a little bit thicker. And uh, But both of them will take about the same amount of moisture. Once you get ryegrass up, you really don't need to fertilize the People want to overseed and fertilize it. And I guess if you're doing it, for a pasture, uh, where you, you know, if it's for animals. Uh, in those cases, you're going to fertilize it because you want it to grow, you want it to get big, you want it to get thick and luscious so it feeds more. Whereas in the case of the lawns, you really don't want to cut it that often. So the more you fertilize it, the more you have to cut it. And it will do fine without fertilizer and actually, uh, you know, perform very well. Ryegrass will, uh, once you get it up, it will keep the lawn green from now until temperatures get really hot, and that's usually going to be the end of April or May. Uh, if you start to water the grass when temperatures start to get hot, you can you can allow it to go a little bit longer because it just is less stress. So instead of maybe dying end of April, it'll die uh, you know the middle of May. But it's just a good overseeding ryegrass. Uh, I mean, a, a grass seed. If you do have some areas that maybe have like maybe people have uh have a lawn that has no grass on it, maybe they have just new construction or in an area that maybe the, the grass has died and you want to plant uh plant something, rise the one that you want to plant in the winter and then you can overseed with another type of grass such as centipede or bermuda in the spring. It's really too late at this point to put down centipede seed or bermuda grass seed because they need they need a, a bunch of consecutive days of temperatures above 75 and we probably won't get that so but rye will come up in a cooler soil so you know that's the one you want to overseed with now and then uh you can plant your centipede grass seed or your uh bermuda grass seed in april and actually it's a, it's a good one in terms of it'll hold the seed there and then once the bermuda or the centipede germinates the rye grass will die and uh, you know that works that works really really well in terms of of, of maintaining, of, of stopping erosion and just kind of keeping the saw there. Ryegrass is definitely the way to go uh, in terms of that.
1: Understood. I know your time was somewhat limited, but if there's anything else you wanted to cover?
0: Yeah. The, the only other thing, Jeff, would be that uh, anybody who wants to plant uh, shrubs or trees, we're just starting to get into the time to plant them. Keep in mind when it comes to digging trees out of the ground or moving shrubs, the only issue we're having right now is the dry weather. Uh, cool temperatures are actually a plus. The cooler and colder it gets, the better it is to dig a shrub or a tree out of the ground and move it. Uh, the big issue right now is the drought. So if you do want to dig a tree out and you're limited on time, because again, I would just wait another month to dig it out, but if you're limited on time, what you want to do Is actually about a week before you dig it, water it in really, really good. And then, uh, and then when you dig it, you're going to dig it up. And obviously, when you transplant it, you're going to water it again. But, but we're just starting. It's kind of opposite of what people think. You know, people think the springtime is the best to do all this. And in all actuality, when it comes to transplanting or, 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 or cutting roots and digging things out, we're just starting to get into the time. Actually, December and January is your two best months for moving anything, and you're going to have the least amount of transplant shock and actually the uh, uh, a much more survivability uh, when it comes to uh, uh, digging a plant up. And the same thing is, you know, in terms of planting shrubs or anything like that, the fall and winter is the best time to, to create a flower bed or, or, or a landscape is in the fall or winter. Uh, because it's for the same reason, is that temperatures are milder, there's less shock, there's less, uh, you know, uh, if you miss a watering in the summertime, uh, it's going to be have a much greater effect on the plant than if you miss a watering in the wintertime. And so that's two of the big reasons. And the other thing is, you know, people have fear of the cold weather affecting it. Well, unless it's a tropical plant, uh, cold weather does not affect the basic shrubs, such as Azaleas, hawthorns, uh, live oaks, crepe myrtles, and all the basic shrubbery that we plant in this area, actually cold weather is a plus, plus. and so uh, uh, these plants will root all winter long. So that next spring and summer, they will have four to five, six months of in the ground rooting, uh, as opposed to just planting. So just kind of, kind of, you got to think opposite. You know, when the, when the uh, the weather is the worst, it's actually the best time to plant. And just kind of keep that in mind. Other than that, Jeff, uh, just enjoy the weather. And it looks like uh, it's going to warm up, like you said, this weekend, then drop again. But, you know, those temperatures are not going to be what they have been, and, and that's good news.
1: All right. Richard, always a pleasure. I will look forward to the next time.
0: Thank you, Jeff.